What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Gold Standard Network podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrera, and I am thrilled today after finally getting a chance to talk with my friend, Michelle Majuk. Michelle, we didn't do a show last week because I was laid off. I've missed you. I've missed you. Hey, hey, yeah. everybody. No, I was actually really sad that, well, obviously for you, because <laughs> that's that's heartbreaking. But I was dying to talk about the 49ers going into that Cowboys game. I was very, very nervous and very anxious. I was texting you prior going up to the game like, oh, man, I was just like, I wasn't doing well. And even throughout the game, I wasn't doing well because no. they weren't like taking over. But it, it came through. They won. Now we have another hard week this week. But this is going to be a little different because I was telling you, everyone knows if they listen to our show, I love Jalen Hurts. And now I have to root against him. It's going to it's going to hurt my heart. You were on the Jalen Hurts train like last year. I remember he was like your darling fantasy breakout player. So, yeah, this is going to be a little tough for you. We're going to get into that. Uh, before we do, though, we want to remind you, please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. We always say, if you take the time to leave a review, we will read it on the show, especially because we don't have any. So please, please give us some. We could really use it. We do have one, I should say. This one comes from Danman306. Welcome back, baby. Five stars. A welcome daily listen. Rob and the gang never fail to offer top quality 49ers news and insights. I might not always agree with their takes, but they are usually fair and will admit when they were wrong. Glad they're back on the air. And I can't tell you how many messages I got like that of people, people saying that they disagreed with us a lot, but they still like us. And honestly, that's the biggest compliment you could give us. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great, right? It means that we explain ourselves. I think like I, whenever I try to give a hot take, or just any take, I try to really explain my reasoning as to why I'm saying these things. I'm not just saying them. I have research to back it up or, you know, an, an opinion that I tried to really describe why I feel that way. So hopefully people hear that and they feel it. And it doesn't mean they have to agree with us. And we've been wrong plenty. I mean, I'm wrong plenty. So <laughs> just it, it's all about entertainment, right? We're just here to talk about a team we love and they've been pretty good. So it's been a fun season. 12 straight wins fifth longest winning streak going into a conference title game in the history of the national football league. Two of those teams made the super bowl, the 72 dolphins and the Oh three Patriots. Actually they won the super bowl. So we'll see if the Niners can become the third. All right, Michelle, let's get into it. We'll start with Jalen hurts. Let me just throw a general question out at you because I, it kind of dawned on me in the shower this morning. That's when I do a lot of deep thinking. I don't know why <laughs> it's the running water. I think there's something happening there. But all the playoff questions we have about Brock Purdy and everybody talks about, oh, this is his big test and going against that defense and blah, blah, blah. All those same questions can be asked of Jalen Hurts, can they not? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I think it was good for Jalen Hurts to have that last playoff game last week under his belt because the wild card last year went horribly for him. I don't. I, I do think he kind of got that out of the way last week, having such a good performance, but still this is a completely different defense. Like going up against the giants or going up against the 49ers are two very, very different things. I will say these two teams are very much alike. It is kind of weird. So they both have really good offenses, really good defenses, but also on the offensive side of the ball, it's like, okay, you stop one thing. We're just going to do a different thing. Like, 
if you stop the run for the Eagles, they're just going to kill you in the pass. If you stop AJ Brown, they're just going to go to Goddard or to Devonta Smith. And then same thing for the 49ers. You stop, you stop one question. Oh, oh my God. I read your thing. You read the topic. Bob. I, I read the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Can you edit that? Nope. Oh my God. We don't edit anymore. All right. I well, can, for the record, I can. I'm well, choosing not to. Well, you're going to because now we just sat here in dead silence. But what I was saying about the the 49ers, it's the same thing with the Eagles. If you stop CMC, you're just going to go to Debo or Kittle or Ayuk. The one difference, well, actually, there's two differences, right? I do think Jalen Hurts is the better quarterback over Brock Purdy. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. So I, I think that's an advantage for the Eagles. But then the Eagles don't have Christian McCaffrey. They don't have a Christian McCaffrey. They have very similar weapons, but no CMC. And I think that could be the difference maker between these two squads. Yeah, I just think that we're treating Jalen Hurts like a given, like a known commodity, like, oh, yeah, it's Jalen Hurts, you know, like it's Joe Burrow. We know he's going to be great in the playoffs. And it's like, we don't know that. 50% of Jalen Hurts' playoff games stink, okay? So I, I just... Let's see it. That's all I'm saying. And like, I've been very respectful of the Eagles all week on our shows, on other shows that I've gone on, try to be respectful because they are a good team. Now I'm just mad. Like, no, <laughs> like people are acting like the 49ers have no shot to win this game. That Who's they have, acting like that? The national media. Go, go look at the national media. They're all picking the Eagles. All of them. I got to listen to friggin' who is it? Marcus Spears on ESPN. Oh, the Eagles are a way better team than the 49ers. No, they're not. No, they are not. I haven't heard anything like that, but I haven't been, you know, watching television or any sports network. So maybe they're all picking the Eagles. I don't know. That's a silly thing to do because I think they're very close teams. I really wouldn't know who to pick, but I do think maybe you're getting in your feels and you're starting to like, <laughs> you're trying to create reasons why you're mad at the Eagles because I heard you on yesterday's podcast with Levin bring up something about how people are saying Dallas Goddard's just as good as George Kittle. Nobody's saying that. Maybe one yes, person said it. Maybe one person said it that you saw on Twitter, a random person, but this is not <laughs> a take that people have. Nobody's like, yeah, Dallas Goddard's just as good as George Kittle. Everyone, yes, everyone agrees that George Kittle is a top two tight end in the league. No one's talking about Goddard in that way. He's good. He's top five. But. Eagles fans are Eagles fans think he's just as good as George Kittle. And I'm, I'm not here for it, man. You're, maybe you're just I'm creating in, drama. Look, maybe I'm in my feels a little bit. I, that could happen. But I just I, I want to be respectful. But I also I, I just don't want to go too far in that direction because the 49ers are a damn good team. And, yeah, they have a rookie quarterback and great. No rookie quarterback has ever gone to a Super Bowl. I get all that. But no, Brock has done a lot of things that no rookie quarterback has ever done. Brock's done a lot of things that no seventh round quarterback has ever done. So, like, we're talking about two more games here for a championship. Two Listen, more and also Jalen Hurts has never gone to a Super Bowl. So it's like it's not they're they're both so young. So that's the thing. This game could go either way. And these quarterbacks, so you, you don't know what kind of performance they're going to put up. This is actually going to be the first ever conference championship game between two starting quarterbacks that are both under the age of 25 Hertz is still only 24 years old. They are both extremely young. Like we don't know what Hertz is going, how Hertz is going to perform in this game in such a massive stage. I mean, honestly, like all eyes are on him and I know it was a big game last week, but this just feels so, 
so different and a conference championship game against the number one defense. Yep. And you know, last week people could have said, Oh, Jalen hurts is just hurt. That's why he performed badly. But now we already saw he's fine. He's not that hurt. So like, He's got to perform now. That's a lot of pressure on him. I don't think there's that much pressure on Brock Purdy. Like no one expects anything from him. I he agree. Is a seventh round rookie. Rookies don't win playoff games like he is. Like he has no pressure on him. And I think that helps the 49ers a lot. He is the third rookie quarterback to ever win two playoff games. The other two, Joe Flacco and Mark Sanchez. Uh, so he's in rarefied air for sure. I'm not so sure that Jalen Hurts is totally healthy. You know, he talked in the press conference this week. His exact quote was, well, I felt better. And if I were the 49ers, this is what I would do. This is my plan of attack on Jalen Hurts. Every time they run an option, crash. Force Jalen Hurts to keep the ball. And we'll find out how that shoulder's doing. Does he run into contact? Does he, Or does he look to get out of bounds? Does he look to get down? How does he respond? And if he does run into contact, is he willing to do that for four quarters against Warner and Greenlaw and Aziz Alshire? I don't know, but you know what? I would force him to answer that question. Yeah, it does seem like he's not taking off and running as much as usual. I will say watching Dak Prescott being able to run on the 49ers defense last week kind of scared me. I'm like, okay, like, I guess you don't game plan for Dak Prescott. Like you would Jalen Hurts, obviously Hurts. You should be much more ready to cover the run. But I was just like, if they're going to leave these running lanes open like this for Hurts, they're going to get destroyed. I will say, so I, I had this note already pulled up. So you brought up the read option. Uh, Miles Sanders, the Eagles running back, leads the NFL in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns on read option runs this year. And the 49ers, that's kind of where they struggle on run defense. If you want to point to any weakness on their defense, because we know they're so good, PFF actually gives them a 54.4 run defense grade on read option runs this year tied for 19th in the NFL. So this could be an area where maybe the Eagles have an advantage if they, if they're going to get the running game going, but what's the sample size on that? How many read option plays have they even faced? I bet it's like 12. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have that. I uh, will huh. say the top three scorers most touchdown on read options this year miles sanders five kenneth gainwell three boston scott three those are all <laughs> eagles running backs and those are all the top three in the they, nfl they do it well i totally agree let me well, another team that did it well though this year were the falcons and yeah, we know the falcons everybody talks about the falcons eight they starters had, on defense were out that it, week but they did have success it's doing that so. against a different defense. There were eight yes, starters yes, that didn't yes, play yes, in that game. Yes, yes. Yes. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just say, and, and let me go back on the DAC thing. He had 22 yards on the ground in the game. There's one play where he scrambled and got a first down. It just happens to be on fourth down. It's not like Dak tore the 49ers up on the ground. Like, it's not like he was running like all that much either. It's just like, yeah. Four carries for 22 yards, 11 of which came on one play. Yeah. So like, Again, see, this is what I'm talking about. It's like, ooh, like the boogeyman here. I'm, I'm, I'm flipping, man. I swear. I'm just, I'm just angry now, and I'm going Team 49ers. I picked the Eagles to win the game, so I got to stick with that because they were my Super Bowl pick. But I, I really am just like, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. I'm just tired of that. So let's say they focus on stopping the run game, right? Because we, we know they're not going to get carved up by the run game, and I, I do think their focus will be on making sure Jalen Hurts stays in the pocket. And can't get out and scramble too often, but 
the Eagles have shown this year, when you stop the run, they're just going to destroy you in the past. Like, and then if you can't like they, they can go either way. And Jalen hurts has really stepped up his game as a passer this year. So are you confident enough in the secondary to hold up if that is the game plan? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, if Diamondor Lenore keeps playing the way he's been playing, then yeah, he's been good in the playoffs. I know CeeDee Lamb had that big catch against him last week, but that's pretty much the only thing he's given up. And he has two interceptions in two playoff games. So if you're telling me I'm going to get that Diamondor Lenore, then yeah, I think the secondary will be good enough. So Jalen Hurts has the highest passer rating this season among qualified quarterbacks versus zone coverage, 104.4 passer rating against zone defense. Now the 49ers are playing a like pretty much all zone defense this yep. postseason. They're at almost 90% of plays are zone defense during the, uh, the, the last two playoff games. That's a little scary as well. I, I just, you know who's not impressing me lately? Tervarius Ward. He's not he's not impressing me lately. He's had his worst games at the end of the season. That is upsetting. Uh sorry about that. Somebody just called me randomly. Um Mooney Ward has not been the same from a coverage standpoint like we saw earlier in the year. But I do think that if one wide receiver goes off, that's okay. We've seen that from the 49ers, mm-hmm. right? Whether it was Cooper Cup. Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, they can with, yeah, CD, like they can withstand that. The thing that worries me is that Devontae Smith is on the other side. And so now if you have both of those guys going off, that's hard to withstand. So that's what worries me. But if we get the Diamondor Lenore that we've gotten, that might help with that. Yeah. He's going to have to put up a good game. The safeties, Hufanga can't. You know, my biggest worry is, okay, you're doing a good job covering AJ Brown or Devonta Smith. Like, yeah, they have some plays, but overall you're doing a pretty good job. And then like a safety just gets destroyed by Quez Watkins deep. Like that's my biggest worry. Don't say a safety. We know what safety it would be. Like you can't let one of those plays happen. I mean, I know last year in week two, they did allow that play to happen. And then they didn't even let them score, but this is a different Eagles team. Like I think if you allow a 91 yard, reception to Quez Watkins they would actually get into the end zone this time but like that's something you cannot allow to happen you can't say you can't have these amazing wide receivers and be doing a good job against them and then Hufanga allows a a deep reception to a a random dude he's going to be the key to me in the game good or bad for the 49ers I really think it's going to be him if he plays like early season Hufanga generating turnovers and getting in the backfield and blowing stuff up. That's a massive, massive shift and win for the Niners defense. But I could also see him, you know, Jalen hurts rolls out of the pocket and Hufanga's sort of caught in no man's land. And he has that decision to make. Do I charge in and try and intercept it or sack it or break it up, whatever the case may be, or do I drop back in coverage? Most of the time Hufanga charges in guns blazing and the quarterback usually gets the throw off and burns the Niners deep. So I think that he's going to be an X factor for both sides. If the Niners lose, you might say Hufanga missed a couple plays. And if they win, they might say, damn, those two big plays Hufanga made were massive. Do you think this will be a low scoring game like last week against the Cowboys? Or are you seeing a a more high scoring game here? It's so hard because they're both really good offenses, but also really good defenses. Yeah, you could get either kind of game. I think I'm going to go low scoring. 
because I think that both teams are going to try and take the air out of the ball and limit the number of possessions. Like if, if you look at success rate, the offenses might have a lot of success in terms of scores per drive or points per drive. I just don't think this is going to be a game where you have 15, you know, possessions in the game. I think each team is going to have a small number of possessions and the winner is obviously going to be which team scores more touchdowns, which is the most obvious piece of analysis I've ever given on any show I've ever done. Yeah, and I was just looking up the weather right now in Philadelphia. At least like that shouldn't look like it should be a concern. 52 degrees, no real sun or rain or anything. So it just looks like it's going to be a calm day, 52 degrees. You can handle that. It's not too cold. So I like that, that there's no weather issues. Uh, it just all comes down to this wild card of how Brock Purdy really performs in this huge matchup. Like I said, I don't think there's pressure on him. So he shouldn't have to come in all that nervous and anxious but I mean that's easier said than done I don't know how these guys perform I'm so bad under the clutch I am the worst clutch player of all time <laughs> by the way really <laughs> so, I used to play basketball I such a good well when I was younger I was such a good shooter like outside just like in practice such a good shooter put me in a game and with eyes on me oh my god I can't make a freaking shot I'm so bad <laughs> I'm so and then a clutch moment got no you do not want the balls in my hand but anyways that has nothing to do with this I just don't know how these young guys go into these games level-headed and like get it done that's so impressive the weird thing about the difference between Brock and Jimmy Garoppolo I think Jimmy Garoppolo and he said it at times he worries about screwing it up especially if like there's an open receiver he's worried oh my god I can't miss this this guy is wide open he's worried about messing up I don't think Brock is I don't think Brock I think when he drops back and he sees it he chucks it he does not even think about failing like it doesn't enter his mind and that's going to serve him well because he's going to need a little bit of that this week because it's it's going to be crazy there it's going to be loud and and yeah he's going to need that What's crazy is I actually feel much better going into this game with chances to win since they have Brock Purdy instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. If they had Jimmy Garoppolo, I would not feel good in the slightest. But with Brock Purdy, I actually feel like there's a real chance. Like, I don't know why many people are taking the Eagles. I think it's a 50-50. I don't know. They're both really good. We'll see who shows up more. We'll see who can make. It probably is going to come down to one or two plays. Like, does a tip ball go your way or not? We'll see. I, I do think it's going to be super close, but why I feel so much better about Purdy. I mean, in two playoff games, he already has more touchdowns than Garoppolo had in six <laughs> playoff games. Garoppolo had fewer than 175 passing yards in four of his six playoff starts. And he was one and two in conference championship games. The only time he won is when he had eight pass attempts, eight pass attempts because Raheem Mostert went off. But like, I just, I, I trust Purdy more and we don't even need to get into the fourth quarter numbers that I sent you, but why not Brock Purdy, 157.9 passer rating in the fourth quarter of these two playoff games. Jimmy Garoppolo had a fourth quarter passer rating in the playoffs, 28, 28, the worst fourth quarter playoff passer rating since 1991 among all quarterbacks with three playoff starts. Like he talk about ha- no clutch gene. Jimmy Garoppolo is, is me. He's basically just me playing basketball. <laughs> that I did not know about your trouble in the clutch. That's interesting. <laughs> is that why you had that little hiccup earlier? Yes. Now we're like you, can't, you can't, you can't put me <laughs> under pressure like that and you will be editing it. Yes. Well, I can't now. Cause I just referenced it. So people wouldn't know. <laughs> See more than just a hat rack. No, oh, uh, I have faith in Brock to like, 
he's going to rip it if it's there. He's not going to hesitate. Um, but we don't know how he's going to respond for sure. We think we know, but we do have to see that. But we also don't know that about Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, there's no Tua Tungavailoa on the bench this time to bail you out and win a championship like as what happened in college, Jalen. So, oh, my goodness. What? Did that not happen? Did that not happen? Why are you rolling your eyes? Our kids, our, our guy's not allowed to get better. Like, do you not see the improvement he's made from even last year to this year? People get better. That's like bringing up Josh Allen's Wyoming days. It's like, what does it matter what they did in college? Uh, what I'm saying is we don't know how he's going to do. We've seen Lamar Jackson, right? Incredible player, unbelievable player, MVP. How's Lamar Jackson look in the playoffs? Does he look like the same player or does he look like a different player? definitely different but there it's because you go it, but the difference is if you stop the Ravens run game like if you actually if you can keep Lamar Jackson kind of in the pocket and don't let him run all over you he's shown even in the regular season it's just like a lot of defense can't do that but once you play a really good defense they can they're not going to kill you in the air they're just not and I think that's the difference with the Eagles they will like they can pick you apart through the air or in the run game and they actually have the weapons to do it. I mean, when you're looking at the Ravens, it's Mark Andrews and nobody. Right. But my point is we have seen guys play differently in the playoffs than they have in the regular season. Peyton Manning was not the same. I think he was still fine in the playoffs. He wasn't quite the same player that he was in the regular season. So let's see if Jalen Hurts can do it again. You're not playing the Giants this week. OK, the Giants are trash. They are a <laughs> trash team. We can talk about, oh, they made the playoff. Great. Congratulations. They stink, just like the Cowboys, right? They looked awesome against the Buccaneers. And then how they look against the 49ers, mm, not quite as good. One offensive touchdown. So, uh, again, let's see it, Jalen Hurts. I'm not convinced. That's all I'm saying. What's wild is that the the second half of the season, the 49ers had so many home games. So yes. Brock Purdy has only played two career games on the road. This is going to be his third ever career start on the road. And, I, I mean, I guess he did pretty well. I mean, on the road in his two games, won both games, 104.6 passer rating, four touchdowns, one interception. But yeah, I mean, this is going to be a completely different environment than playing the Raiders in week 17 when the Raiders like threw out Jarrett Stidham out there. I'm sure, you know, fans weren't going crazy to go to that game. I guess the week 15 environment in Seattle, you know, at least he had that, but are you, are you nervous about that at all? No. If you Trent Williams said it yesterday, if you can play in Seattle, you can play anywhere. And Brock was fine in Seattle when he was banged up with injured ribs on a short week. So is it going to be allowed there? Of course it's going to be allowed and it's going to be different, but no, I'm not worried about it. I just, I think that's overstated. Like, especially if the 49ers come out and they score early, you could turn the crowd against the Eagles. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I just, I think that's a little overstated, but you're right. It's a road game, and they haven't left the Pacific time zone since they played that game against the Cardinals in Mexico City. That's the crazy part. The Niners have been in the Pacific time, co uh, time zone for basically the entire second half of the season. Just a weird sort of scheduling quirk. So there is that to deal with, which maybe that's something. When are they flying in? Do you know? I don't actually know. Because Why uh, do you ask? I don't know. I just want to make sure their body has plenty enough time to... Do you want me to have Kyle call you and you guys can schedule yeah, that'd that? Be, that'd be great. Make cool. sure they get enough sleep, get on the right track. It'll be what the, they have the early game, which I'm really happy about because for work is just better. And, but so that's like 12 o'clock their time, right? Or yep. yeah. So I, I like that for them. I, I think 
that shouldn't mess with their heads too much. They should be in it. And also like, I don't want to hear about time zone things. It's the conference championship. Get over it for a day. You know, you'll be fine. I will say, so we, we keep bringing up the Eagles, you know, like they have a pretty good defense. I don't think it's as close of a good defense as the 49ers a, but also they have the number one pass defense this year. And I'm like, okay, that's difficult. Like they're allowing like 180 passing yards per game. But then you look at the quarterbacks they've played and it's like, Dak Prescott in the one game because they only had to face him once. Okay. And he got torched. He had, yeah, Dak he, had a great game. Yeah, 347 yards and three touchdowns. They played Justin Fields and he ran all over them, but he also threw two passing touchdowns. And then there are Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence in week four. So before he started to get Jeez. a little bit hotter, Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones, Cooper Rush, Davis Webbs, Matt Ryan, Kenny Pickett, Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz, Andy Dolan. Like, a lot of bad quarterbacks. Yeah, there was Jared Goff and their Kirk Cousins. Like, they're a little bit better. But it's not like they didn't face really anybody great, except for Dak is their best one, and he torched them. So you're saying there's a glimmer of hope for the 49ers after all, huh? Yeah, I think I, – I do think you can score on this defense. I So I went to an Eagles game this year. It was that Thursday night game against the mm -hmm. Texans. The Texans, they didn't even have Brandon Cooks playing. They had nobody – playing and I sat I was at really high seats so I could see everything guys were open I mean Davis Mills was making plays they were getting down the field like guys were consistently open now they didn't always get yards because Davis Mills and the Texans suck but like there there's plays there to get and I, I think with the 49ers they're going to get those yards unlike the Texans couldn't always pull it together, but guys were open. I, I maybe maybe the Eagles just went into it saying like, these are the Texans. Like they weren't really all into it, but <laughs> like, I don't think this defense is all that scary. Now the pass rush can be pretty scary. And I do think like the corners are pretty good. It just, there are ways to beat this defense. So I don't think they're going to be able to stop all these playmakers for the 49ers. I think that Kyle is going to attack the linebackers, right? The Eagles linebackers. That's the biggest difference between the two defenses. The Niners do not have the corners that the Eagles do, but the Eagles do not have the linebackers that the 49ers do. And we know that Kyle loves to live in the middle of the field. I think he's going to spam these linebackers just over and over and over again, spread people out, crossing patterns, move people out of the box. You know, like that's part of the advantage you can get if you have juice and you line juice up wide. Sometimes he can take a linebacker with him out of the box. I think that's where Kyle's going to live is between those hash marks and the Eagles are vulnerable there. So, you know, hopefully they can do some damage and open some things up. Yeah. And What's so cool about the 49ers now with all these weapons, you just never know. This is what makes coming up with bets really hard, right? Because you never know which guy they're going to say, okay, you're the dude today. I mean, they've had a different leading receiver in each of their last three games. It was Kittle last week, Samuel the week prior, and Ayuk the week prior to that. So it's like, which one is going to lead this team? We, I don't even... Do you think Kyle Shanahan even knows until they get into the game and they see like what the defensive game plan is? And then he's like, he things on the fly I don't know but you have so many options here so it's like okay if your focus today is on stopping Christian McCaffrey we'll use Debo Samuel or if, you know I I do think they'll be able to stop Brandon Ayuk maybe with these good corners like and uh, they're really good at stopping the intermediate passes and the deep passes so and that's kind of Brandon Ayuk's area so maybe he struggles a little bit but then Debo Samuel can just go off so I just I don't really know what the Eagles defensive game plan can be that's sort of what we saw in the Cowboys game last week right like oh you stopped Debo you stopped Ayuk 
you kind of stopped McCaffrey too. Well, did you also stop Kittle? No. <laughs> Great. Five catches, 95 yards. Like that's sort of the luxury of this 49ers offense. I, I wish that they would do what you said. And you kind of opened my eyes to this earlier in the year. Throw it to Debo deeper down the field, please. That's how you can get some big chunk plays. And they don't seem like they want to do that. They usually throw it to him near the line of scrimmage. But I think that's really the way where you could bust it open because I don't think you're going to be able to have all these 11, 12, 13 play drives against the Eagles. You're going to need somebody like Debo to break off a 30 or 40 yard gain if you want to get down the field. Yeah, but I think he's going to have to do it, breaking it off after the catch because they're just not allowing him to run routes that are deep <laughs> at all. But not even like just deep, like over past 10 yards. Like he's just not yeah. running any routes on the field, especially in this postseason. It's like I just looked it up on Next Gen before we got on here. Pretty much every single one of his routes is nine yards or fewer down the field. It's just I don't, I don't know why they're using him like this. Like you have Christian McCaffrey to use like that. He's actually run. Debo Samuel has run more short, shorter routes than CMC has during this postseason. <laughs> How can that be true? Yeah, CMC has more deeper routes run as well. Because you could say, oh well, you know, maybe like Debo's just running more routes than CMC. It's like no, it's just like they just won't use Debo down the field at all. And it's like, can he just not get open? Like I don't, I don't think that's true. I, I mean, how can he, that's what Kyle is supposed to do, right? That's sort of the whole point of the thing. Um, and if they do run him deeper down the field, they usually do use it on those in-breaking routes, which is awesome, again, because that's where I think the Eagles are weakest at the linebacker spot. So, I mean, against the Seahawks, the Niners were drawing their linebackers up with play action and then throwing behind them consistently. Like, all game long, it was open. And I feel like that's what they're going to want to do against the Eagles the question is whether or not their run game is going to be worth a damn to get those linebackers to start creeping up. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Jordan Davis in the middle there. He's been pretty solid for the Eagles in the run game. I just so I do think the Eagles are a little bit more inconsistent on defense. You never know if they're going to come out dominant like they were last week or it, it, like they can be beat. It just comes down to the game plan. I, I Hopefully Shanahan can put up a, a good enough game plan. I am a little nervous because like last week, it's like it takes Shanahan so long to get going, like get, just get <laughs> going, going into half. What was it? Nine to six. The Eagles are six to six going into half. Well, six six. nine no, to six. Yeah, they got yeah, the final field goal. Sorry, but so the Eagles, especially the second quarter, like they put up points in the first half. So I could see this game. Like I could see the 49ers being down 14 to, you know, three going in the halftime. I don't like, I, I think the 49ers are a second half team. So I think that'd be fine. Like, I think they could make it up, but I, I hope they can just get going a little bit faster because it's going to be hard to keep the Eagles out of the end zone over and over and over again in the first half. If they have five possessions in the first half, four or five, like I think they probably get in a couple of times. I agree with you. George Kittle talked about that because they asked him, like, how do you avoid, you know, having these fourth quarters and these big games that are really, really terrible. And Kittle's answer was basically like win the game before then. Like, don't let it come down to a couple of possessions in the fourth quarter. Um, and I do think it's interesting or it will be interesting because the Eagles have played the fewest second half snaps in the league when trailing. They are usually winning in the second half, yeah. which changes everything because it changes how aggressive their offense has to be and it changes how aggressive their defense can be. So they don't have a lot of experience playing from behind in the second half. I wonder if the Niners can get up going into halftime. 
does that change things at all? One, it'll keep the Niners in their game plan, but two, do the Eagles tighten up a little bit too? Like that, that can also happen. This is such an interesting game because I really couldn't, like if I had to put money down on this line, I, I, I couldn't choose. Like I just think these teams are so like even in different ways, like obviously you can go position by position. It's not all equal there, but I just feel like when you put the whole package together, they're very equal. I do think we got the best two teams in this matchup for the yep. NFC. I, I think this is the right matchup. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I know I'm supposed to be here, like trying to tell you my thoughts. Like, I, I think I would just go with my heart here and say 49ers plus two go. and a half, but it doesn't mean I actually like think it's a great bet. If it was three, would you feel any differently about it? Because that's a magic number. No, I mean, no, that's just no. All right. Like, I get because then you could push, but like maybe three, three and a half, I would feel better. Yes. All right. What, what do you think the final score is going to be? I don't know if you're going to ask me that, but we're going to get into bets. So I just want to know your uh, final score prediction. The prediction I've been going with all week is 28-21 Eagles. Um, oh, my God. What a hater. I picked the Eagles to make the Super Bowl before the year began. Oh, my gosh. You're on a 49ers podcast calling the 49ers to lose. I, I don't pick against them. Why often. would anybody listen to you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if it makes people feel any better, usually my picks are terrible. So take that. You know, you should be happy that I'm picking the Eagles. But I think that it might come down to stealing possessions. And what I mean by that is going for it on fourth down instead of trotting out the field goal kicker and taking your three points and hoping your defense can hang on for dear life. The Eagles have converted more fourth downs this year than the 49ers have even attempted. That's the difference in aggression between Nick Sirianni and Kyle Shanahan. And I could see Sirianni just say, screw it. We're the home team. We think we're the better team. We're going for it on fourth down. I don't know that Kyle's going to be willing to do that. Maybe Sirianni's aggressiveness forces Kyle. I don't know. But I know that that Sirianni is going to be willing to do it. Yeah, that's going to be, you know, we, we always write back back and forth in our texts when we <laughs> hate a decision. I'll say, I think this is what changed the game last week. Mike McCarthy was going to go for it on fourth and five. And I was sweating it out because I, I, I was thinking, yeah, that's the smart thing to do. I mean, mm-hmm. they couldn't trust their kicker and all this. So they're going to either punt or go for it on fourth and five. I was thrilled thrilled when they decided not to go for it anymore and I think I think that changed the game because if they get that fourth down everything changes in that moment so yeah being scared often leads to losing don't be scared don't be scared like scared money don't make money that's right like Kyle Shanahan coaches to avoid things Nick Sirianni coaches to achieve things he wants to achieve a first down he wants to achieve a touchdown later in the drive I just, you can't coach this game from a perspective of what if the worst thing happens? Just stop doing that, man. Come on. You have to go balls to the wall. Do you think he's scarred from the Super Bowl? Yes, I do. I, I, and like he'll deny it. And, you know, he'll, he thinks that he has trauma. Yeah, right. Like I think he is scarred from the Super Bowl. When you constantly coach from a perspective of, what if the worst thing happens? Because the worst thing happened to him, right? Yeah. In that Super Bowl. That is the worst thing. 28 to 3, biggest blown lead in the Super Bowl. Before that, do you know what the biggest blown lead ever was in a Super Bowl? I don't. It was 10 points. <laughs> like, that's the crazy thing. No one's ever going to beat this one. This is never right. going to be. And so 
he he can deny it all he wants, but I think it's absolutely part of it. And, you know, the other thing is if you do the conventional thing and you fail, like if you kick those short field goals and you fail, you don't really get criticized that much. If you constantly go for it on fourth down, even if you should go for it on fourth down, if you fail to get them, you get crushed. And I think that's part of it too. I think, so I'm going to give my prediction now about this game. This is how I see it going. I see it being the low 20 somewhere. Let's go like an obvious pick would be 24, 21, but let's go with something different. 26 to 23. And I think the Eagles have a chance. They're the ones at 23. I think they have a chance to go down to kick that field goal, to bring it into overtime. But Jalen Hurts throws an interception on that final drive and the 49ers kneel it out and win the game. That's how I see it happening. I think it's going to be very close and it's going to be a nail biter and we're going to be sweating it out. But I think at the end, the 49ers win by three points. Who gets the interception? Oh, oh man. Oh man. I'll go with Fred Warner. Ooh, Random. all pro Fred. I, think, I like, I it. think it's going to be a tip pass. Cause I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to throw a bad pass. I think it's going to be, you know, they, they get a hand up on that ball and someone Happened last week. Yeah. And I, I think Fred Warner comes down with the interception. If it does come down to one final drive, would you rather that drive have the 49ers offense on the field or the 49ers defense on the field? Oh, I'll go defense, right? Wow. You got to go with the defense. Yeah, I think you're right. Honestly, like, I think I have more faith in the Niners D to get one drive to have success than the Eagle, than the offense. Do you really want Brock Purdy in that type of situation on the final drive? And like, he's the one that doesn't have to make the mistake. Like, no, let's put all the pressure onto Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense. Cause then the defense can just do their job and do what they've been doing all year long. So yes, I would definitely choose be up by three, be on the defensive side of the ball. I think I agree with you there. All right, let's get to some best bets. Uh, We do this every week on the show. I'm hoping that we have a couple more weeks to make these bets. We don't want to go into off-season mode just yet. We didn't get any bets last week because we didn't do a stupid show because I lost my stupid job. So this week we're doing it, baby. How many bets do you have for us? I have three. I normally do three during the regular season. I've been doing a little bit more, or I did more during the wild card. But I'm going back to three because this game, again, I brought it up a million times. You just never know on either side of the ball who's going to be fed because it just kind of depends on what the defenses focus on. But my first bet, I'm going to start with my two bets from the 49ers. And then I have one for the Eagles, but my first one, I'm going to trust in our boy, our seventh round rookie quarterback. I'm putting trust in him, baby. I'm going over one and a half passing touchdowns plus 125 odds. So you're making even more money back. I love this. If you put down a hundred dollars, you win 125. And he's done it in seven of his eight games played. So last week was his first game not doing it. He actually had zero passing touchdowns, but he's had multiple passing touchdowns in seven of eight games. And I've already brought up that, like, yeah, the Eagles have a good passing defense, but I brought up who they've played against. Like, not really anybody. And these are the quarterbacks that put up two passing touchdowns against them. Dak, Justin Fields, Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers. Like, if those guys can do it, I do believe like Brock Purdy needs to, he needs to get into the end zone twice here. Like I, I with passing, like I, I think to win this game and I believe he'll do it. Like I really do. I think he gets two touchdowns. That's exactly where I think he has. So I'm going over one and a half. 
And the best thing about Brock is his ability to create off schedule. And that's really what this offense needs, especially in the red zone. Cause Kyle's red zone offense is it's a little shaky. You know, there's not as much room to operate. There's not as much room to stretch the field the way Kyle likes to do it. So he has to change the way his offense operates and they don't always cash it in when they get down there. But because Brock can extend plays with his mobility and make plays outside of structure, that's the location on the field where that comes into play the most. So I, I like it. I forgot about Brock's like mini run. He had of multiple touchdown games too. Um, mini look, run seven straight games, seven of his first seven games. That's not a mini run. What it's not. What's a mini run three games. I mean, what he can't go in any longer run. Right. I mean, I guess he could have went eight for eight, but like right. seven of your first seven games. It's pretty amazing. All right. I like Give it. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board with best bet. And what, what's awesome about that is that the 49ers are so good after the catch. So when, when he passes it backwards to Devo and Devo, or when he passes <laughs> it one yards forward to Devo and Devo takes it to the house for 70 yards, that's a touchdown, baby. They all count the same. What do they say? It's a yeah. line drive in the, <laughs> in the box score. They need to start doing what Patrick Mahomes does, where it's just the little flick forward pass, just the the little shovel, all oh, the yeah, drop pass. I, yeah, I cannot believe that counts as a touchdown pass. It's still wild to me. But and not only that, but if the guy drops it, it's not a fumble. It's technically an incompletion. So <gasps> wow. there's no. Why risk. don't more people do it? I don't know. Like man, Kyle Shanahan to really come out with that this week. If they do that, I'm going to go crazy because we just talked about that. Oh my well, god! We now, didn't, we now didn't see like the um like reverses or anything like that. Like the end arounds last week against Dallas. I hope they do more of that against the Eagles because. You know, those have been effective for the Niners. Sorry. Yeah, they got to pull those out. All right, my next best bet, it's going to be Debo Samuel over four and a half receptions. Now, he's only done this in two of wow. his six games or two of his five games played with Brock Purdy. So, you know, looking back at the past, you don't feel great about this. But I, I think looking at the defense, this is why I'm thinking it has to be a Debo Samuel game. We talked about how good the Eagles are uh, at covering the downfield passes, but they're middle of the pack, kind of actually below average at covering those shorter passes, especially over the middle. Uh, and those shorter routes are all Debo Samuel. That's all he does. So yep. I, I think they really pepper him with the ball. We'll see if he can get a lot of yards after the catch. That's going to come down to if the defense, you know, struggles at tackling or not. But the great thing about this bet, it doesn't matter. He just has to catch five balls. And I think he will in this matchup, especially with CMC banged up. Like, yeah, he's going to play, but uh, that could mean even more usage for Debo. So uh, I'm going with him here. If I'm betting on a uh, 49ers wide receiver to do well in this game. God, I hope we see playoff Debo. Give me playoff Debo because that is a different animal altogether. I almost wonder because McCaffrey's banged up, do we see more of Debo in the backfield as a runner? Because he seems to be out of out of Debo, Elijah Mitchell, and Christian McCaffrey. I feel like Debo is the healthiest out of those guys. I almost wonder if they say we we rather would have Christian expend his energy or whatever as a receiver, and Elijah Mitchell's got a groin. Like so- how how. How, what is wrong with Elijah Mitchell's body? Like it's know. been one game. You've been back for a game. Come on. The poor guy cannot. He just gets dinged constantly. So, you know, cause you know, Kyle's not going to give the ball to Jordan Mason in the NFC championship game. So I, and I, I don't even be- want him to like, I don't, I don't want that. I'm Matt. Okay. This is the thing. If CMC fumbles. Okay. He's been so good for you. Like you can live with that. If you, actually hand the ball off to Jordan Mason just to try to get CMC a breather. And he's the one that fumbled. That's going to be so hard to swallow and sit with that. Like I, yeah, don't, don't give the ball to him, please. 
Speaking of fumbles, Michelle. Oh my goodness. How have we gone 43 <laughs> minutes into the show and not discussed Ray Ray McLeod's fumble last week? I was I screaming was, at the I, TV. I was feeling it too. Like as soon as he started going, they're chasing him from behind. I'm like, hold on to that ball, hold on to that ball. And then it just came out. I will say he's made it the whole year, right? Without fumbling. So yeah, like without losing a fumble. Without he had two fumbles fumble. before this. True, true, true. But, you know, overall, he's been pretty okay with it. And then he did somewhat make up for it with that nice return afterwards. But, yeah, Ray Ray, hold on to the ball. Driving me crazy. Ray Ray, tuck it away. Just call a fair catch every time. I don't even care. Please. Oh, I was so – I mean, I – Ever since you told me how much he fumbled when they signed him, literally every special teams play – I'm like watching like on the edge of my seat, just praying that he doesn't fumble. And then when it actually happened last week, which was huge, by the way, if, yeah. it, if Dallas scores a touchdown there, that changes everything. Getting a stop for the Niners Dean holding them to three was massive because it enabled them to be in a spot where if Ray Ray does have that long return, like he did, you know, uh, the next time he touched the ball, they're in a position to get the lead back, but it could have been, could have been disaster. Listen, I knew, like, of course he waited until the playoffs. <laughs> right. You know? so, of course. <laughs> you want it to mean more, right? Uh, he just haunts me. Like, I just, I never will trust that man. Never, ever, ever. Uh, for anybody that doesn't fully know what we're talking about, Michelle is a Steeler fan at heart. And Ray Ray McLeod used to return for the Steelers all the time and had, I think, 12 career fumbles coming into this year. So she warned me when the Niners signed him, he's going to fumble the ball. And he did last week. He did. Now, hopefully it's out of a system That's and right. it doesn't happen again. And they got through it. That's all that matters. Now just hold on to it. Uh, but yeah, Ray, Ray. Oh, Ray, Ray. <laughs> Best bet number three. All right. I'm going with the uh, Eagle side now. AJ Brown over 70 and a half receiving yards. Now, I don't know why they have it so low because they have his odds at minus 130. So you're not making a ton on the bet, but they do have an alternate bet, at least on DraftKings, of 75 plus receiving yards and you get plus 105 odds there. I would do that personally if you can find that, Hmm. but I'm cool with betting on either of these. Now, he only had 22 receiving yards last week, but he had 70 plus yards in each of the six prior games and 95 plus yards in five of those six games. We talked about it earlier. The 49ers are allowing like the main wide receiver to have good games. Now they're still winning, so it's fine. But like over the last five games against the 49ers, you had last week, CD lamb put up 117. the week prior to that DK Metcalf put up 136 yards uh, week 18. AJ green had that one long reception basically, which was like everything, but 91 yards Devante Adams, the week before that 153 yards and then the week prior to that terry mclaurin and Jahan dotson each had over 75 yards so uh, maybe this is a devonta smith game but i i do think aj brown is more that prototypical type wide receiver that can really hurt the 49ers and get that deep reception so i'm gonna go with aj brown here yeah i mean you can't argue it at this point like the how long that was like a 45 second list that you just read <laughs> off um and luckily for the Niners, that number one guy going off usually hasn't hurt them. They, In fact, they've blown out teams in some of those games. But like you said, it depends on what happens on the other side of the field. And the Eagles certainly have somebody that could hurt the Niners. But 70 and a half, yeah, I would feel pretty comfortable taking the over, especially like you said, if he gets one of those 30, 40, 50 yard plays, like you can take this damn thing to the bank. And I still have nightmares about him 
cooking the 49ers in that in that Thursday night game against Tennessee. Just yeah. he was the only guy making plays, and the Niners literally could not stop him. Ryan Tannehill just kept. I think he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Why the Titans did not want to pay him, I will never understand. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure the Eagles are pretty happy about it. (laughs) Oh, God. So here we are, precipice of the Super Bowl. What are you going to do if the Niners win this game? Oh, my Like I will be screaming, running around my house. The problem is I'm going to have to get on the air for the instant reaction show, so I'm going to be, like, bouncing in the chair. The issue is I'm going to have to work and, like, write about the game right afterwards. So I don't Mm. even get to, like, really enjoy it. But, uh, no, I'm really happy it's the first game because I can pay attention to it a lot more. Yep. It should be a fun time. It should be good. I'm not going to be able to, you know, enjoy it with any adult beverages, which stinks. But Don't worry. I'll have enough for you. (laughs) After the second game, I can, uh, you know, pop open that champagne and pour myself a nice mimosa to celebrate. There you go. So you have the Niners winning this game. Who think, are they going to face in the Super Bowl? I think the Bengals. I really do. I, I, think I do too. Burrow has Patrick Mahomes number. I know, I know he's not actually facing him, but you know, it just, the Bengals are so hot right now. And with Mahomes injury, like I, I get, he's still Mahomes, but I, I do think if you take away like his mobility, that is such like, He's so sneaky good at getting those tough third downs when you cover everything and then he just runs for eight yards and gets that. If he's not able to do that, I do think the Bengals win this game. Um, yeah, I think it's Bengals 49ers third, third rematch in the Super yeah. Bowl. We know how the first two went. I, I, at least I remember those. Some I wasn't alive anyway. yet. But... The ones I was alive for. Um, I agree. Burrow, like he's not intimidated by Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs at all. So you don't have to worry about that. He's never lost to Mahomes. Plus that high ankle sprain. Patrick Mahomes' greatest ability, like you said, is to squeeze every drop of potential out of every single pass attempt. He's not going to have that. And that's not to say that that he can't be dangerous and deadly and Andy Reid won't dial up some cool stuff. But there are a lot of plays, especially this year without Tyreek Hill, where it's just Mahomes making freaking magic out there. And if he can't do that to that level, then Cincinnati's going to pose a lot of problems. But I think it is going to be Cincy in the Super Bowl for the second straight year. The real question is, who would you rather face? Who do you think the 49ers would have a better chance against? Part of me wants to say the Chiefs, just to complete this revenge tour that the Niners would be on in the playoffs, right? You beat Seattle in the wild card round. Nemesis there, obviously. Then you beat Dallas, who have killed the 49ers in the playoffs in the past in two NFC championship games back in the 90s. Let's complete the trifecta here, play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and avenge the Super Bowl loss in 2019. So I almost if if I'm gonna pick the Niners to win the Super Bowl anyway, you might as well avenge the loss that you had earlier. Yeah, I mean the 49ers defense against uh, Patrick Mahomes, who can't move as well. I mean, he would have time, I guess, to recover before then. But high ankle sprains take a bit. So if he's not 100%, and like you don't have to worry about Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and that's a little bit different. I do think the Bengals would be a harder matchup. They're just on fire right now. And Joe Burrow is like, he's really good. I did see the 49ers, believe, go into Cincinnati last year and beat the Bengals in overtime with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Lest we forget. But yeah, no, I would, I just want two more weeks to, to break everything down. And selfishly from a, from a 
personal standpoint, I really need the 49ers to win this <laughs> game, please. please I will be bringing going. a mimosa next week if they win. I don't All have right. one today, but there will be mimosa Michelle back. Nice. I like uh, mimosa Michelle. Even though my parents will still be in town, so my mom might judge me for having a mimosa at 11 a.m. on a Friday, but who knows? That's, I'm going to do it anyways. Who cares? Yes, that's the commitment that we like to see here <laughs> on the podcast. Before we go, we should give a shout out to Homage, a special thank you to Homage, who sponsored us when we were at Niners Nation and is now sponsoring us. Anybody watching on YouTube, Michelle is wearing the Homage 49ers sweatshirt, one of the 49ers sweatshirts. I have my Christian McCaffrey NFL Blitz shirt on, which you can go to. There'll be a link in the description. It's a special link just for our podcast. So if you if you like our work and you want to support us, the best way to do that is to support our sponsors. Click that link. There's a ton of 49ers stuff up there. All these shirts are super comfortable. Oh, my but- goodness. I haven't taken off the sweatshirt, I don't think, like in a week. Yes. I just keep wearing it and wearing it and wearing it. But if you are at your limit of 49ers stuff, I get that. There's also a ton of like pop culture, just really funny, cool t-shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and stuff on the website. I promise you, if you go there and you look around, you'll find something you like. Just make sure you use our link in the description. So then, frankly, we get credit for it. Yeah. There we go. All right. I've got the Eagles. Michelle has the 49ers. I cannot believe you're taking the Eagles. Or yeah, it's like, oh, gosh, you lost all of our <laughs> listeners just like that. Look at you. Well, Sorry, I, I again, I'm not good at picks, so you should be happy that I'm picking the Eagles. Remember, after the game, we will be live here on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash stats on fire. We will be here with you. Levin will be here. We'll be breaking it down, as always. I'll also be streaming it on my Twitter page, on my Twitch page, at stats on fire. So please, please, please join us. Win, lose, or draw. It's going to be a lot of fun. Michelle, I missed you. I'm glad we got this podcast in. I am so happy. I miss talking about the 49ers. I missed doing a podcast with you. It was only one week, but it felt like eternity. That's right. And we'll be back next week, no matter what. So thanks, everybody. Enjoy the game. Bye, y'all.